Welcome back to Bricks and Buckets Season 3, Episode 11. Of course, I'm Nico. And I'm Bono. I'm Rob. And I'm Brooklyn. Brooklyn, welcome back. Couple episodes off. Yeah, I took a little hiatus. I uh, had some personal business to take care of. It seems like the theme is right when we're about to record, just whoever's in the studio just gets thrown on top. So, uh, well, welcome back. Um, not much news. Obviously, it is playoff seasons. We're going to be going through a lot. But the biggest thing, Woj tweeting it out at, what, maybe three minutes ago saying, quote, based on Ben Simmons' progress and practice this week and anticipation of him further accelerating in the coming days, Game 4 versus Boston on Monday is looming as a realistic target for his Brooklyn debut. At the same time, Woj said that he didn't completely rule out Game 3. Now, I, I don't know if the opinion here is shared, but my, my take on this is, you know what, maybe a couple days ago we learned that Simmons was just barely doing, you know, one-on-zeros. And you're telling me by early next week this man could be making his debut for a brand-new team in the middle of a playoff series, I, I just don't trust Simmons coming back. Yeah, I think I think that Ben Simmons arguably could make the Nets worse um, coming back. Not because he's a bad player or anything. I'm not going to get here and hate on Ben Simmons. But I think that when you add a player like Ben Simmons who needs the ball in his hands uh, to at least play make, you know, and it's the first time that he's playing with superstars like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I just don't see how it's going to gel well, especially when you throw it into such a high-pressure playoff series where there's really no room for error. There was no room for error in that game one. Ironically, there was so much error, though. <laughs> so much error, but no room for it in that game one, clearly. Honestly, I just think that if if you put Ben Simmons in there, of course, it it, it, it does make the team better defensively. Realistically, if, they, if he gets hurt the second he gets on, that's a bad loss. At the same time, though, I think the expectation is that if he does return, that he's maybe playing 10-15 minutes, and they really, like, I think it was Stephen A. that was saying, you know, all he needs to do is just get out there, play defense, and grab rebounds, which, if he needs I, to do that, that's not a problem, but you're also talking about, as you said, he's never played with Katie and, Ky- or, uh, Katie and Kyrie, and half of Ben Simmons' game is having the ball in his hands. It'll be 5-on-4 on, on offense. If Ben Simmons is literally not taking the ball, it'll be five on four on offense. Because what's he going to do standing up by the three-point line? I would say, though, I mean, granted, if he's there just to play defense and rebound, and you've got him and Andre Drummond in that front court, yeah. you got Katie and Kyrie on that court as well, that's pretty good. I mean, you we saw down the stretch that it was Kyrie, and granted, Katie was off. But that's all they need on offense, especially in the playoffs. You're just going to go to the guy that can get you the bucket no matter what. Um, I so got to say, like, if, if Ben Simmons theoretically – I have low hopes for Ben Simmons coming back. If theoretically he were to return, that's going to just throw off the dynamic of that. Because, I mean, he's not an offensive shooter when on a team that is purely mainly shooter-based. Um, I mean... And Andre Drummond. Yeah, and Andre <laughs> you know, that, that man. The thing is, I mean, you got, you got throw, Claxton, throw deuces. You got, play, you got Claxton playing 31 minutes off the bench, and Drummond's our starting center. He's supposed to be our big presence. I don't know, but... It's kind of like you know you gotta change up your you gotta change up your whole offensive game plan and reform it off of everything you've known the entire season just because Ben Simmons is a slasher. So I mean I think even if we were to come back defensively maybe. Lowry says we you were part of this team. I I'm <laughs> named after the team. <laughs> no um I would say like even if he were to come back it's not like defensively maybe he adds a presence he's not gonna be a hundred percent ready to like play full speed yet but. Offensively, not, not much. I don't think not much would any like would change at all. So I, I don't think he'd be in there offensively though. Like I, I feel like in your high pressure situations where it's like, um, you know, like the last five minutes of a game, I don't think he's gonna be in. But then again, like if they need a stop, I think at that point you can rely on him. But I mean, scoring wise, like that's throw it out the window. He should 
not be on the court. He should sit on the bench, stay home. You know, I, I just, I just don't. We, think we share the same thoughts across the table. Yeah. We all don't know what to expect from him, but we do think that throwing him in the lineup, what seems like could be a rush, could create some issues both chemistry-wise and just overall. Just we like you're throwing him in arguably late. Like I mean, you're playing the Celtics game one of the uh, first series of the playoffs. Kind of crazy. I personally don't think it's going to happen. If he does play, that's going to be a big surprise. But uh, I want to get back to, you know, the main, the, the thing we're named after, the thing we had, ironically, the last two episodes, I think we've taken a break on mm-hmm. for the first time in Bricks and Buckets history, and that's that's the Bricks and Buckets segment. I think we should just go around the table, start with Bono over here. Who is, uh, do you want to go Brick or Bucket first, sir? It's called, it's called Bricks and Buckets for a reason. You Who's cold? Brick. Who's cold? Um, a guy that shouldn't have been uh, an all-star two years ago. Uh, Mike Conley. <laughs> Jumping uh, right into it. Yeah. 6.5 points per game in the playoffs. Granted, it's only two games, but of course, 6.5 points per game, five rebounds, three assists. Funny enough for a six foot two person. Um, 31% from field, 20% from three. Inefficient, not scoring, not good at facilitating. I, there's no regression. Not, not a good defensive player as well. So it's just all around not good for them. In his first game, four turnovers, uh, both games uh, averaging 29 minutes per game. Um, it's not good, especially on a Utah team that has disgruntled. Found a, that that's been a little bit disgruntled and honestly doesn't really have an identity right now. Yeah, I mean, Mike Conley. After his first year in Utah being disappointed, comes back, gets an all-star that you said was undeserved. I remember we were preaching about De'Aaron Fox last year. And, you know, now he has his, you know, his career low in points since his age 23 season. And that's the regular season, of course. All the bricks and buckets, they're going to be based on maybe one to two games at most. We're talking playoffs. Um, but that Jazz team has looked very shaky. And he's definitely part of that reason. I know we're going to talk about... A uh, quick recap of what's been going on in the playoffs, but just to touch on it briefly, I mean, for the Mavericks to get a win without Luka on the court, that Huge. speaks for itself. Huge. Absolutely <coughs> massive for that team. It's a, you're facing a fully healthy Jazz team, and they were, they were able to get by, or I mean, the Mavericks were able to get by, so if Luka's ready for game three, I mean, it's hard to say that, like, Utah has a chance here. Um, but let's throw to your bucket now. Why would we do that? How do you, I thought we were just going to. Do you want to go all bricks? First? Oh, we go all bricks first. All right. Like always. All right. Yeah, no, that's maybe, I'm out of, maybe I'm out of the touch. It's been, a couple, you know, it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> Don't well, know why to, would we do didn't that? Didn't know what he I said at the table earlier. <laughs> didn't know what he's doing right now. Really? Oh, really? Didn't, didn't have the morning coffee today. All right. Fair. So I'll pick it up. I got Will Barton. I mean, you know, man's not like a bona fide anything. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, there, he is the Nuggets starting small forward for the time being, especially since Michael Porter Jr. has been out. Um,. You know, that first game against Golden State, you're playing a team that's you got to go tit for tat for shooting. Uh, you already had Jokic a little bit off. Yeah, I mean, he went 0 for 4 from 3, you know, but otherwise, Will Barton went 5 for 15. Um, you know, you, you need you need, you need need reliable scorers, and he was not that, especially for that first game. The Nuggets fell apart all around in that entire game. Um, but, you know, you, you, you give a guy 31 minutes, you expect him to be able to do something with that. I mean, all I know Will Barton, Barton for truly is from – that 2016 dunk contest but you know again you, you, this guy is your starter you expect him to do more he could not deliver funny funny thing about that dunk contest though i remember uh, him saying yeah they call me will the thrill and then <laughs> whoever was commentating i think it was chuck or uh, i was Shaq or whoever they're like i've never heard anyone call him that <laughs> ever 
a basketball <laughs> reference, they just have him as Thrill. Um, <laughs> ironically, I mean, with Will Barton, he had a very good game one. Uh, when you're talking about 10 for 18 from the field, six rebounds, five assists, threw out a block there too, and he had 24 points, granted three turnovers. But as you said in game two, really wasn't it. Yep. Going to 12 points there. And it's weird because on a Nuggets team that went fully healthy is pretty crazy when you realize that you've got Jamal Murray, Jokic, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. And yet Will Barton has been there the whole time. I think this year he set the record for, I believe it was three-pointers made in Nuggets history. He's been there for a while, and it's just funny. I just like when they when you need him to do something that would like you know he he has provided cold in game two, but I'm not completely worried. I also do think the Warriors look very good right now. Yeah, especially with Steph kind of coming off the bench because <laughs> of his injury. Um, but yeah, he, he, he still played 23 minutes, put up 34 points. Um, again, their their team is full of shooters slashers. It's kind of you know they have actually like the perfect roster to me, but. Um, you know, you expect, you know, the Nuggets, they got to hit their shots because otherwise, well. It's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good. I don't know if I completely blame the Nuggets or just the Warriors are, are blame, on a new level right now. I blame right injuries now. and that the Warriors are virtually unstoppable. I like how, uh, granted, since we're doing playoffs with Bricks and Buckets, that we're touching upon every series as we go in very little detail. And the trend's going to continue because for my bucket, granted, it's only one game, but I think the, the mishap that was made was pretty important. That's your, your bucket? Or my, did I say bucket? Yeah. Oh, I'm so off. Cool. I am so and off. Your brick. All right, all right. My, my <laughs> brick. I'm talking about Kevin Durant. Let me cut to the chase here. Kevin Durant, granted, 23 points, 9 for 24 from the field, tough. Six turnovers, tough. And we were all watching that game. You saw that fourth quarter. The Nets found a little bit of a lead. They had the wiggle room. Quick transition play. They threw it to KD. Transition three. That was the biggest miss of the game. Horrible look. I mean, then again, you had the shot clock winding down, but, you know, the Celtics were playing lockdown defense there, so. That game, for how close it was, it's scary if you think about it as a Boston fan. You you know, you you were crazy at the end of it. You got that, you got the buzzer beater layup by Tatum. You won the game by one point, but if you're looking at it, you were at home, and Katie was off. Yeah. That was, like, to only win by one, that's incredibly scary. Does it show that they really do need Rob Williams? Maybe, but at the same time, when you're talking about a series uh, that you mentioned earlier where there's not much errors to be made, like you, there's no room for it, and that, that first quarter from both teams was terrible. It was a lot of turnovers, and I felt like the Celtics, they, they capitalized somewhat, but if they really did capitalize on those turnovers, the game wouldn't have been that much of a, um, not heartbreaker, but that, uh, that stressful towards the end. The theme of that game was fouls. Like every, every single quarter, um, Within like two or three minutes, within like two or three minutes, uh, each or one or both of the teams was in the bonus. Like, you look, Tatum had 12 free throws taken that game. Kyrie had not, but like, it, it, you got to add it up. Like, the Nets went 19 for 24 from three free throws. So did the Celtics. Wow. But, I mean, there there was just a lot of unnecessary fouls that resulted in turnovers and extra points for both teams, which is why that was so close. Because if Kevin Durant, since Kevin Durant was so off take away some of these free throws you know that that's a much different game and i mean i don't want to spoil a bucket so i'm not going to talk about it because i don't know what the the buckets are looking like but Kyrie definitely put the nets on his back that game but to throw us to our final brick rob who's on the board um i'm going to go with my previous bucket at one point and i'm going to say once again just one game but demar Derozan. um anytime that your team fails to put up 90 points in a playoff game and you are the top scorer on that team there's probably something wrong, uh, especially when you shoot 24% uh, 
24% from the field in a playoff game for DeMar DeRozan. I mean, that's just completely unacceptable to me, um, how you take 25 shots and you only make six of them. Um, if you're the Bulls, you need DeMar DeRozan, obviously, to provide that volume scoring. Um, not necessarily from three. That's obviously not his thing. I mean, he did shoot 0% from three on two looks in, uh, in that game. But you need him to be able to give you a clean 25 to 35 every single night, especially if you want a chance against Giannis and the Bucks. And he was just very unable to do that. So he's going to be my brick for now until he turns around. That, that Bulls team, as dominant as they were in the regular season, we saw them start to fall apart. And we mentioned how Nolanzo is going to be a big, a, uh, a big blunder to this team. And, I mean, when you were looking at that game, it was it was close down the stretch for a little bit. It was, and that's what I'm saying. If DeMar DeRozan was able to hit a couple of those mid-range jumpers that he always hits, that game goes to the Bulls. They steal game one, but he was really unable to do much of anything. I mean, six shots on 25 attempts, that's pretty awful. I love playoff basketball solely for the reason that it just becomes a – like, there it, it hits a time at some points where it's both teams just saying – like, going to their star and just trying to let them do everything. I mean, Devin Booker against the Pelicans last night, 30 points in three quarters. Right. He was going crazy. You saw Tatum down the stretch with Boston. You saw, you know, Giannis doing his thing for the Bucks in a low-scoring game. But it just shows that DeMar, out of everyone, you know, the leader, the leading scorer on that team in the regular season did not come to play on a Bulls team that, like I said, at one point was looked at so highly, now is a, seen as a easy first-round exit. Yeah. I mean, granted, like I said, facing Milwaukee, that's a tough matchup. They will be. Milwaukee will sweep them. Full sweep? Do we yep. think gentlemen sweep? sweep? Anybody think the Bulls get a game? Maybe. Maybe. I think potentially, but not more than one. But yeah, not no, more. No, they're than losing one. the first, but I don't. I don't know if they get swept. But we'll see. Let's uh, let's make it a snake draft. Rob, back to you for your bucket. Oh, back to me for the bucket, just like that. Uh, my bucket's gonna be Jalen Brunson. Dropped forty-one. Uh, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before, on um on the Utah Jazz with no Luka Doncic. Jalen Brunson's a free agent at the end of the season, and it's performances like this that are really going to get him paid. Somebody is going to overpay for Jalen Brunson. He's been a sneaky good player for a long time. Um, obviously, this was his best offensive season of his career, really just overall season. So I guess I could call him a bucket for the entire season in general. Uh, but a 41-point playoff game with his team down one to nothing that showed real, real leadership, real scoring ability, obviously. Um, and that's what's going to get him paid this offseason. So Jalen Brunson is my bucket. Trying to think of like, I mean, I think right now in the NBA, I think most teams have a pretty or like a pretty set idea at point guard. They might not have a stud, but you know, you've got someone there that you're building on. Thinking about trying, like, just realizing who would throw money at Brunson. I mean, if Mike, Con I, I don't know the complete details of Mike Conley's contract, but you're talking about bringing a point guard over to Utah in that series where he's cooking you right now. That's probably an interesting mix there. I but think Conley's got a big contract, doesn't he? I don't know didn't when he, it's didn't up. Didn't he though. just resign for a while? I hope not. Honestly, not sure. I but think he did. I feel like there's. I can. I feel like I can name at least five teams Detroit? that could take. That could take. Oh uh, no. Not with Cade. Not with Cade. Why not? You, you can't see them playing next to each other. Conley's getting paid till 2024. I mean, Orlando. Like I. I Brunson plays next Orlando to Luca right now. Sugs. Yeah, Brunson, I mean, Brunson plays next to Luca. Yeah. Like Absolutely. If you're the Mavericks, so this is. I wouldn't be shocked if the Knicks pull a Knicks move and be like, up. Oh, Jalen Brunson had one good game. That we can one that. good we game. Can Let's that. sign him. Let's sign him to a four-year deal, uh, hundred mil. You know like, how just something stupid like that. You know how crazy this would be if the Mavs, like, signed um, Brunson and just made a sign and trade, flipped him to the Jazz for Gobert. Oh, wow. That would be crazy. It makes sense. They I mean, need to give up more, I think. 
I mean, they that would be crazy. Throw away some picks, but if you can match the ca- the salary as best you can. Indiana maybe for Jalen Brunson. Oklahoma City with Shai. I don't know. Uh, they like, got a lot of guards down there. In yeah, for Utah, who do you think? Who do you think's first to leave? In Utah? If, yeah, if. Donovan Mitchell. I, I, I mean, Gobert's getting all the fingers pointed at him right now. I think it's Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, I think Mitchell's the first one to be like, all right, I'm out. Well, everyone's been, before all this started, everyone's saying that he was going to be the next disgruntled superstar. Big Knicks fan. Big Knicks, big Mets fan. I mean, what does that mean? What does that I mean? I mean, send him to New York. Would it be crazy to think that LA, the Lakers, would, like, get rid of uh, Russ to try? <laughs> to what? <laughs> to maybe acquire Jalen Brunson and, like, have him run it? <laughs> I'm sorry, you look at the season Westbrook had this year. <laughs> I mean, at a three-minute highway reel, if I'm just hitting the side of every backboard on every oh single ball. Oh, my God. I, like, I, we got to keep going. Okay. <laughs> I can't listen to Westbrook's <laughs> landing. No my, Westbrook's uh, landing. My, uh, my bucket, um, going to the Pelicans, a team that I did not expect to be here because the Clippers did disappoint. I mean, granted, that was without Paul George. But uh, Brandon Ingram has really shown off these uh, this year in two playoff games. Game one against the Suns wasn't too great. Six for 17, however. We saw what he did in the play-in. And the Pelicans got a win on the the Suns team that set their had the most regular season wins in franchise history drops 37 11 rebounds 9 assists 13 for 21 from the field only 3 uh threes attempted I don't know if you guys were watching these games Brandon Ingram from the mid-range is so cold right now it is crazy what DeMar DeRozan should do yeah but he he's got a 3 on him that's the that's the yeah. big thing Ingram taking that big step is now, you know, obviously Zion's not playing. You're thinking about how different this series could be if you have a healthy Zion. Then that oh, yeah. really changes things. Who what, what's, what, Who's the face of the Pelicans? Whose team is it in New Orleans? Right now, it's it's Ingram's. Is it? Over CJ? Yeah. Probably. yeah CJ's always going to look at the number two. Yeah. Because, I mean, granted, you can say that CJ McCollum is better than Brandon Ingram. I still think it's close. He's, yeah, he's balled out since he came to New Orleans. God, his nicknames are very strange, man. <laughs> Slenderman, Tiny Dog. I know Slenderman. I've heard Slenderman. Tiny I've Dog. Heard tiny <laughs> dog. Uh, but McCollum, I think, is always known as a two. And Ingram, for I mean, granted, this dude's been in the league for how many years? And he's only 24. It's kind of like Devin Booker. Six, something like that. Yeah, he played when he was 19, back in 2016. And he's really only gotten better. I can't wait to see Zion next to him. But I got to shout out Brandon Ingram for how he played against the Suns. Yeah, well, uh Going to my bucket, I got Kyrie Irving with all bias. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you gotta. There's there's playoff like there's there's playoff like the the pressure of playoffs, of course, that, that you know that weighs in on every single player. But then Kyrie going back to Boston in such a hostile atmosphere, he knows what he did when he left. Um, hearing all the booze the entire game, hearing it all from the courtside. We saw he got fined fifty thousand for flipping off a fan. Um, but for him to still put the entire Nets organization on his back and drop 39 going 12 for 20 um six percent from from three point hit all nine free throws uh it, it kind of showed you know how cold-blooded he is like he, he you know when he needs to lock in he locks in granted he and uh, actually no this actually also adds to the fact that you know he hasn't played that much this year because of the stupid covid vaccine thing which you know we would be in a much better seat if that wasn't a thing but that's that's besides the point. Stupid COVID vaccine. <laughs> I mean, like we've Gosh we've talked about hell. this before, where I think listing off players. Um, personally, I put Kyrie as a top ten player if if he could play. It's this it, if like he could play. I I sound like a broken record, but in the NBA, everyone forgets about guys like Kawhi went down. Everyone forgot how good Kawhi was. Then he won the ring with Toronto. It's the same thing. I mean, Kyrie is still a. At minimum, I mean, what do you what do you say? Minimum five, top five point guard. 
And you yeah. could, and depending on the, that's easy. Dude, it's probably like top three. I want to, I want to say top three, but I, I think it's Steph gar- Luka. Guaranteed top three. Steph Luka. So who, who do you got as your top three then? Probably. St- uh, Who's right th- under him? I think it depends on where you put, where you put Luka. If you yeah, put I mean him Steph's at, if you put at him one. At the two, then I Luka's think. Luka's a one. Really? Uh, I, it depends. I, I, I mean, like when you have Jalen Brunson playing off. Like if, if you have Luka at the one, he's second. If you have Luka at the two. Kyrie is second. That's how I see it. Where do you put James Harden? At the one or the two? Oh, God. I think it's the same thing, but I would put him at He's playing the one right four. now. I would, oh, I would you'd put Kyrie over James Harden, just yeah. in general. Yes. I think that's fair. Yeah, Kyrie's yeah, definitely I, I, I think that's fair. All right, so what about um, statistically, they're pretty close. John Morant? No way. Give me Not, yet. Not, yet. Not yet. Too early. Not yet. Not yet. Too early. Yeah, so yeah, we can call him top three with a, with a decent following behind him. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's you just spit out the hot take. Keep it going with your bucket now. Um, top five point guard in the league right now, Chris Paul. Uh, can't go wrong. Last game he wasn't the most efficient, but the game before, thirty points with nineteen points in the fourth quarter. I believe uh, he scored or assisted twenty three of the last twenty three points. <laughs> um, twenty three and a half. 12 assists right now in two games. In two games, yeah. Shooting 50, was it 58% or something like that? And it, it's it's crazy because he's the oldest, right now, he's the oldest player to score 30 points or over 30 points and over 10 assists in a game in the playoffs. 36 years old. 36 and like 200 and some days, whatever it is. But he's been amazing. Can't really go wrong. It shows that he makes such a big impact on the team. Because Devin Booker's killing it. DeAndre Ayton is still playing amazing. I, I just, I think this team in general is put together so well that whoever you name off there, as long as it's not Jay Crowder, can be a bucket. No. I dropped Crowder? 45 points on Nick Storlazzi's head with Jay Crowder. Jay, in the game C- of Jay Crowder had a 1-1-1. One, one, one. Don't forget that as a starter. <laughs> Why that. can't Jay Crowder be a bucket? Come on now. I mean, last game, I think he had five points. Or was it two games ago? I think he is role. such a role player. Like, yeah. <laughs> he could be a bucket. He could but, I mean, you, you, have, you have Chris Paul at the one. You got Devin Booker at the two. Two certified buckets. You got uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Mikhail. Mikhail Bridges, who defensively amazing player. Offensively, pretty solid. Pretty solid. No complaints there. And then you got De- DeAndre in one of the top young centers in the league. I, I think you can't go wrong. And then you have six-man-of-the-year candidate Cam Johnson. Like, I, I think... JaVale McGee. You forgot to mention JaVale McGee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and um, what's his name? Um, campaign. Uh, l- l- let me find this guy. Campaign. You got Campaign. You got Bismack Biombo. Alfred, what's his name? <laughs> How can you Alfred Dude, I got legend. one memory of Bismack Biombo is when he took uh, that corner three for the Hornets and the announcer was like, oh, my goodness, because that, that's the, that, that went, like, maybe five feet. Hey, I'm telling you, that team would be so much better if Dario Sarge was healthy. <laughs> I hate Dario you know, Rob, with a passion. When Rob sorry. first got on the podcast and we were talking <laughs> about Aiden, he said something that I've not been able to forget. I remember this. And it's DeAndre Aiden is a free did, agent. He didn't get extended. He's a free agent. And we thought of Portland as an idea. Like this Suns team built really well right now, but you gotta secure your center else. Like what are they what are they doing? I have no idea. But Mac I think it's oh sorry. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> I think it's if you win now, who cares? If you win this Why year, why not win this year and next year? Just lock him up. If you if you win this year, who cares? Because I think you can definitely bring in a name that could potentially be better than DeAndre in, I mean, in who? this moment right I now. I mean, are you I'm not sure. Free agency is all I, guards. I, I, I don't know who the 
free agents are this year. Gonna be honest with you, John Wall. He's not even yeah, twenty-four. Let's, let's bring in John Wall. Seventeen <laughs> points, ten rebounds. He's good defensively down low. Former number one overall pick. At I mean, I, I definitely think you should. Re- they should resign him. But I, I, I think if if they win, I mean, yeah, you, you can't can just start your bail. I think if they win, <laughs> you, you don't necessarily like. Nurkic is a free agent. I, I would say Nurkic. You got to bring him back. You can't. Nurkic is a downgrade. Yeah. You got to bring him back. Harold. Stick it with this with this team here. You know the Pelicans took Game Two by surprise. What do you think this is going to? Do you think this is a Suns and Six? Yeah. You think it's less? Five than or that? six. Five, five or six. Five, five, six. I think five. Definitely not seven, but five or six. I. There's definitely a chance that they could take another game. Just how, of course, Brandon Ingram have been. Pl- Brandon Ingram has been playing. Same thing with CJ McCollum. Uh, but of course, last game they dealt with uh, inefficiency problems, and frankly, I, I I think it's just a short slump that they're gonna get out of. Um, there's no real issue with the team right now. It's just I think let's it's just a one game thing. Let's one go or t- one or two games. Let's time. go around. So um, right now for the series tied one to one, who do you think is coming out? How many games? We'll go around starting Bono all the way to Rob. I mean, I already said mine. Five. Phoenix? Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix and five? Phoenix, Phoenix and five, five or, or six. six. I say Phoenix and five. I'll, I, I say go six. I think Ingram can take one more at least. That's what, what I'm saying. I mean, that's, but I mean, that's what we're saying. I mean, but also, I mean, for what I've talked about the Suns, this series could go to seven. Could uh, go to seven. Uh, in, in an extreme scenario. You need, yeah, in a very uh, extreme scenario. Everything would have to go yeah. normal. Yeah. Yeah. You need, like... DeAndre Ayton to get Is hurt. this because you're still yeah. stuck in that the Booker. Phoenix Suns or a Mickey Booker. Mouse ring? <laughs> you, know, you know how Thanos in, in uh, Infinity War when he says like, why, why you are we know, bringing up Thanos? Just listen, like, like, you know how he like, like Iron Man punches him and he bleeds a little bit and he's like, and then it like was a throwback to Iron Man 2 and he said like, everyone's not scared of a god if he can bleed or whatever. Like, if the Pelicans can take a game from the Suns, that shows how good the Suns team really is. Or does it show how good the Pelicans are? It goes both ways. The Pelicans started the season like 0-10, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. their but last then, then 72 games, they were pretty decent. And then they got CJ. They're like, they're probably one of the better eight seeds that we've seen in the last five to ten years. That's, that's I think it says fair. I think the Pelicans winning says more about the Pelicans than it does the Suns. I'm staring at this free agent list and it's scaring me because Kyrie Irving has a player option. He's, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, Dallas, Utah, we talked about it before. I honestly think at this point now it's Dallas and five. Dallas and five? Dallas and no, five. No, I can't get behind I that. I got to say. I think you can go to seven. Yeah. I think you yeah. can go Give to seven. Give me Dallas and seven. But I think realistically Dallas and six. I if think that even if Luka returns, the Jazz still have a chance to win the series. Yeah. Just because they should beat the Mavericks. They're a better team than the Mavericks. We've seen Utah just fail in the playoffs before. Right. Give me Dallas and seven, but the Jazz are more talented. I mean, look at the Jazz top three, and then look at the Mavs I'm top three. They've got I think, I think it, on paper, it looks like it should be Utah. But I think Dallas, it's, it's the Dallas same is issue though that we've been talking about before, where like there's just disgruntled stars and the ball's not going around enough. I like as we saw, was it what's that weird stat? Like Donovan Mitchell has more of a chance of turning the ball over than passing it to Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's. But did you also see like like in that last game? Donovan Mitchell threw him, I think, at least three alley-oops, and Gobert couldn't put him in. Hit the back I, of the I, rim, off the backboard. Like but it, that's not going to happen all the time. Like yeah, I, I, mean, I, get, I get that. But you're talking about a team that already, you know, Brunson went off. They, the Mavericks took a game they weren't supposed to win. It was going into this playoff series, there was already so much heat on Rudy Gobert. Now they're losing. Mike Conley's not playing well. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's clearly upset, saying that's the same thing over and over again. The media is really pushing this narrative that the, that the Jazz are upset. And now you're talking about Brunson and that momentum with the Mavericks. This just could all flip. And even though it looks like it's the Jazz on paper, like 
I just I don't see them coming out of it. Frankly, I just see that like out of every matchup, I feel like this is one of the more even ones. Like I, I don't I don't really see anyone having like a huge upper hand or anything like mm. that. Of course, with Luca being down, like you would think that the Mavericks are are not gonna take anything. But then again, Jalen Brunson stepped his game up. But I, I wouldn't can, I wouldn't like expect many more games like that from Jalen Brunson. Like I feel like that was maybe the one forty point game we've seen from him. This yeah, but then again, at the same time, you, like what was it in in the bubble? That was the bubble though. T.J. Warren was I, a god. I, I get that. Jalen Brunson's not gonna exactly. be able to take that many amount of shots. They're, they're but we're gonna get forty from Luca. At the same time, like there's a good chance that some random player is gonna not necessarily random, Trey but Burke. some some player is gonna step up like. Jamal Murray did, in, of course, in the bubble, and TJ Warren did so, in the bubble. So Spencer saying, Dinwiddie could be that guy. Are we saying Royce O'Neal 20 and 10 tomorrow night? <laughs> well, I mean, 20, 10 and 10. I mean, I did, I did say Jamal Murray, who was, a, who is a star in that team, but like, I, I, I think that on what team? Uh, the Nuggets. Uh, like, I, I, ju- <laughs> I was gonna say, I, wait, what are we talking about? I, I lost. Like, it. I, I just think that, I just think that Jalen Brunson has the potential to, not necessarily take over the game, but do some damage where he. Could potentially bring that team together. All right, um, we've taken up a lot of time already, so we still have six series to go through. The way we're gonna do it, simple as that. We're just gonna go around the table. You're gonna give me one sentence on why you think the series is gonna go that way. We'll flip it around to Rob this time. Starting with the Warriors, Nuggets. Warriors up 2-0. What's happening and why? Give me Warriors in five because the new lineup. I forget what they call it. Somebody, somebody definitely knows. They, they just came up with a nickname for it. Uh, Ty from the studio, scream it louder. PTSD. Oh, PTSD, yes. It's uh, Poole, Steph, uh, Thompson, and Draymond. Yeah, PTSD. It's tough. That's the wrong order, but those are the four. Um, yeah, the Warriors, give me Warriors in five. Jokic steals the game, but the Warriors are better. I, I couldn't agree more. Warriors in five, they look scary, and they're still my favorites to come out of the West. Warriors in four. I don't I don't. Hell think, yeah, I, I love it. I don't think Jokic is going to will the entire Denver Nuggets roster, especially with that. With Will Barton being such with a With Will Barton and Jeff Green's a starter, like, I can't see them being able to stop. Once Steph's back and the starting rotation gets more minutes. Rotation? What? Wrong sport, my bad. But, um, no. Warriors in four. Yeah, Warriors, Warriors in four. four. There we go. Uh, Warriors in six. Kay. I feel like they, the Nuggets have the potential to take a few. Cool. All right, keep the snake draft going. Memphis and Minnesota tied at one. Oh. I, I really want to say Minnesota, but realistically, it's 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 Memphis in five or six. I got Memphis in six. I say Memphis in seven. I I'm think also Memphis in seven. I think this like this series is very close. I think it's really either way, and I think that I think the Grizzlies are a better team. But each series, every series, I want I want to see I want to see the Timberwolves move on. Every I don't care, bro. I need Bat Bat Bev to be to shut down in the first. Every series the Grizzlies oh, I, are I, gonna I, play in. I got a good start go bench cut later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on I'm on Memphis in seven as well. All Let's right. move on to the East. East, Miami, Atlanta, Miami up 2-0, Rob. Miami in seven. I think wow. I think they go back to the A, and I think that Trey Young balls out. Uh, I think the series is still up for grabs. I was on the record saying that I think Atlanta's gonna win this series in the beginning. Um, then Clint Capella went down. Not great for my take, but I gotta stick with it. Um, I think that Clint Capella comes back maybe in the later rounds of this game. If Trey Young can steal a game or two in the A, now we're really looking at a series. So give me Miami in seven. I'll I'll change it back, or I'll just you know what I'll stick with it. Atlanta in seven. Um. Miami, I mean, we, we know Atlanta already is one of the worst defensive teams. They lost Capella. 
Miami in five. I think Trey steals. Atlanta in seven. I think my I think Trey's gonna steal a game at home. I think they could maybe push it to six, but their their defense is terrible. Simple as that. Yeah, Miami I, gotta, in five. I gotta go with that too. Miami in five, simply just because everything. Take the broom out. <laughs> Atlanta in seven. Atlanta in seven. Miami in four. No, Atlanta in seven. Guys, this is the Twitter clip. Jimmy Buckets playing like an absolute dog, both offensively and defensively. Tyler Harrell, not so. Atlanta in seven. He's he's been okay. (laughs) But I I think the whole team has looked so much better than Atlanta. We got to get Con Atwood at this point. Atlanta in seven. (laughs) When it happens, remember this. Atlanta in seven. All right, Bono. Philly's up 2 nothing. Philly in four. Get the brooms out again. Get the brooms Two out Two sweeps. Again. What about you, Brooklyn? Philly and four. Pascal Siakam is gonna. He, he aspires to be Kawhi too much. I'm. I'm gonna. Th- I'm gonna stick with it. I think that Philly. This. W- this has been the one series where it's looked like it's just been a complete one-sided affair. I, I gotta say, Philly and four. I'll go Philly and five. I think Toronto wins. I additionally will say, uh, Nico over here said, "Oh, free throws and fouls won't matter in the playoffs." <laughs> Let's see how many they're still free getting throws a lot. They took. They're still getting a that's, lot. That's what I'm saying. Getting that's exactly what I'm saying. Well, it matters in the game. We'll see how many they get if, as they continue. But Milwaukee and four. Milwaukee and four. No context needed. You know what? After game one, I think there's a little hope Chicago can at least squeeze one out. I'll say I'll say Milwaukee and five. Gentlemen yeah. sweep. Yeah, I got Milwaukee and five. I think Demar will turn up one game. That's what I'm gonna say. Bring out the room. <laughs> Bring out the room. <laughs> yep. Milwaukee and four. Milwaukee and four. Just, just don't say. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say final. <laughs> don't say that for the next series. The final series, Bono. Boston up one. They're they're going tonight. What's happening? I'm getting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Bring out the. P- <laughs> Bring out the. I think rooms. in the East, this is the most even series, yeah. and I think that the Celtics will go all the way, but in seven. Come back to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, man. This, this is all gonna. Re- this is all gonna depend on. I mean, I guess we're counting Ben Simmons out right now, but in any world where he does return, that could shake things up. I'm gonna go. You were, you were just saying it might not be a good just thing just if he returns. No, 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 we were talking a half hour ago. <laughs> give me, give me a second. This is a tough one because I don't want to go. You'll, you're, you're the Nets fan. We'll, we'll come back to you. Yeah. Give you some time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Boston in six. I think it really could go seven. Honestly, for my stress levels with uh, exams coming up, I just really hope it doesn't go to seven. Um. Boston just really needs to take this. Like, if they can get the first two, I'll be so confident. If the series, uh, if, like, if Brooklyn takes the game tonight, I'll be worried. Um, ideally, it's Boston in six. Not surprised if it goes to seven. Hell, if it does go to seven, I think I'm, I might even switch to the Nets. I just think it's scarier if it's if you're going. To if you're in a Brooklyn. game seven against you're going to Brooklyn, it's a it's a very interesting atmosphere. Um, yeah. Like I, 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 I don't know if I don't know if um, Boston. Has the the mental strength, <laughs> Rob? What do you feel? I'll, I'll take Boston seven as well. I don't think no matter who wins the series, I don't think it's any less than seven games. I gotta go Brooklyn in seven, not just because I'm the Nets fan. I don't think KD is gonna have many more games like that this series where he just completely loses it. Like, and I think Kyrie's gonna keep up this play, especially now that of course the vaccine thing is lifted, so he can play in Boston. And you know, you already saw how he played in Boston, but. Um, Brooklyn seven. All right, and to wrap up the episode, Rob threw out this idea he saw on Twitter. It's four guys, so we can either a cut two. I think we should just cut two of them, just to make it that more intense. A start bench cut with four. I think it was Anthony Edwards. Yep. Jordan Poole. Yep. He's gonna have to help me out with Tyler the other two. Hero and Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Only me. We're yeah, cutting you, two. You cut two. You okay. start. 
Oh, cut two. Okay. Um, I am gonna cut Tyler Hero first, and then Jordan Poole. And I'm gonna keep Tyrese Maxey, and I'm gonna keep Anthony Edwards. Who's I've starting? Been a, Who's starting? Uh, Ant starting for now, and Maxey is coming off the bench. I've been a huge, huge Tyrese Maxey guy from Kentucky. I I hated when Philly took him as my hatred for Philly boils every single second of every single we day. Got one of those. But we knew, I mean, Tyrese Maxey should not have fallen as far as he did in the draft and when he did it was Kentucky just bad Kentucky makes news. guards. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh, keep Tyrese Maxey because that's my guy. I'm going to cut Jordan Poole first. Okay. Then Tyler Hero. Okay. I'm going to bench Ant I'm starting Tyrese Maxey. I love it. I, I love. I love the Maxey. I think. Love. I think if I'm comparing the two of them, I just think Maxey is way more consistent. There are definitely games where Edwards is off, and granted, he's got D'Lo and yeah. Cat to pick him up, but Maxey's literally like he's turned himself into that third star, uh, third star mm-hmm. over Tobias Harris. So yeah. for me, Maxey's starting. I'm gonna cut Tyler Hero twice, and then, <laughs> and then this is gonna be a shot. I'm gonna cut Anthony Edwards. Ooh. Ooh. We are really riding because Jordan Poole. <laughs> We got Ty in the studio absurd over this <laughs> one. Oh. I'm a big fan of Jordan Poole, especially because he just really inserted himself into this Warriors team. He's a very reliable shooter, especially in the playoffs right now, too. But um, He's got the shortest resume out of them all in, oh. this, in this. I don't know if I can. I, I believe in underdogs. but And then, yeah, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey already, you know, showing oh. all of his potential. Like, it's just Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> All right, Bono. I mean, I mean, the it was set pretty low after that. Bono's that gonna take, say so. something. He's gonna say something. I crazy. think break out the brooms. <laughs> break out the brooms. <laughs> we're cutting all of them. Um, Julius <laughs> Randall. Yeah, we're starting Julius Randall. Julius Randall and Iguodala. <laughs> Julius Randall, Iguodala. Uh, actually, we're starting three. We got R.J. Barrett. And um, give me, give me Ron Baker, Raymond oh Felton, Ron Baker, Ron, right, Ronnie Torreoff. Uh, okay, so I am cutting the person with the shortest resume, Jordan Poole. Valid. Um, I'm also cutting Tyrese Maxey. Bad decision. Um, just because I'm benching Tyler Harrow. Six-man of the year candidate right now. 20 I, points per game. 20 points per game. Sure, inefficient on a game-to-game basis, but as a season in a whole, stats-wise, he looks relatively efficient. Um, and then I, I have to start and yeah. I have to. Yeah. So, I mean, across the four of us, we all like Anthony Edwards. Actually, uh, maybe not almost you. Almost all of us. Like, he's a great guy, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to do it for Bricks and Buckets this week. Um, make sure to follow our Twitter. That's going to be at Bricks Buckets. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. That's also Bricks and Buckets. And on Instagram at Bricks and Buckets. And make sure to follow SCTV3 on YouTube as well. At, of course, SCTV3. Of course, I'm Nico. I'm Bono. I am Rob. And I'm Brooklyn. And we will see you whenever is the next time we record. So, how many, how many of courses were in that, uh, uh in I that outro? Know, I can tell you. <laughs>